Hello there. Welcome to Life Clarifications with Natasha. I am here to help you do your life. And I'm going to be praying that everybody is doing good because of the fact that we're all kind of going through a lot of stuff right now. And I'm just so here to be willing to send love to everyone. So that is my intention is to always spread love through the world because of the fact that, you know, we're all going through many things in our life. So with that, that, you know, as I'm here to help you to negotiate your life, that today's conversation is going to be quite personal and I'm going to talk about things in a good way because I want everyone to um, be willing to negotiate their life as it is, right? Well, a lot of us have something that we all are troubled with. Some of our lives are about, you know, being abused. Some of them are um, our parents, you know, didn't treat us well. We didn't have a good upbringing. There's a lot of negativity in life. It could be, you know, that a parent had um, alcoholism or another drug addiction, especially nowadays, right? And then we all have, you know, these moments where, you know, we have our own things, you know, like some of us are ADHD, some of us are, um, uh, you know, where we have um, some health problems, right? Heart problems or, you know, muscular dystrophy or these other things that we all have something, right? And these some things do put something on us that, that, that are, doesn't allow our um, true self, I'm going to call it, shine. And I want everyone to know, though, that if we persevere through our own stories, those old things, and I apologize if I didn't say something that you have, because I can't name them all. But yet at the same time, I want you to know, though, I do respect you and I do honor you. Because, you know, we all have something, right? We all have something. So my story is that I, I came from a very dyslexic family. And, you know, dyslexia runs in the family. A lot of people know that. Some people don't know that. I've been knowing that for years, you know, that, that, you know, like, I think it was my grandfather that had dyslexia on my dad's side. And then my dad had dyslexia. Um, he was so vowel deaf that he couldn't even graduate from high school because he struggled with that. But I'm going to tell you, though, this man he persevered through it and he ended up being chiropractor, the first chiropractor in Washington state here to really find his niche. And he did it through working with the energies. So he did muscle testing and he did a lot of things like that and using his intuitiveness to um, help people to shine. Right. Um, Cause he was also intuitive and like I am. So I come from generation of generations of um, media or, you know, intuitiveness also. So going forward in our life that, you know, we all do our own dance, but mine has been through dyslexia. And I know that, you know, working in the elementary school system, I do that as a, as a helpfulness because I can't let people get that they can't read. Right. And a lot of us, you know, especially after COVID, a lot of our, our, uh, our um, kids that are in school, they're struggling. You know, we have uh, sixth graders reading like third graders because they just, they, they don't have their wits about them to read because they didn't have a lot of the, 
the stepping stones, you know, we lost some of those stepping stones because of going um, through, you know, scenarios, you know, through the, um, you know, computer systems, you know, and how can you pay attention when you're at school, right? So a lot of us have struggled with learning. Um, even if you're ADHD, how could, you know, during those COVID years, how can you pay attention online, right? You can't. And then if you have a family that's so disruption, you know, how can you pay attention when, you know, you're in your bedroom with toys and it's hard not to play with those toys because you're so ADHD, right? But going through life, that going through these mental things that we have, it's amazing when we find that purposefulness of negotiating life right that the the story of who we are where are we going what's happening to us you know that inner that inner talk that we have you know being adhd or a you know or on the spectrum or uh, you know dyslexic like i am you know because my dad like i said was foul deaf so he wouldn't hear like if he heard love you know, the ah, you know, sound of, right? He wouldn't hear that. He'd hear, hear, you know? And so with me, you know, I went back when, after I had my kids, you know, I went back and, and helped them through school, which actually helped me go through school because I was doubt, foul deaf. I didn't learn a lot of things. So, you know, when I was working in the kindergarten and the first and the second grade, classrooms the teachers were like don't you know these sounds and I'm like going no my husband even said and Natasha didn't you learn this in school I said no I was surviving you know because a lot of us survive in school we don't learn what we need to learn in school because we're in survival mode especially if we're bullied you know how can we learn when we're bullied right um and you know I had that to my mix too not feeling I don't want anybody to feel sorry for me in this conversation because it's about persevering through what we have, right? How do we persevere through what we have? Because I can tell you that my dyslexia actually is one of my greater gifts. It took me a little while to get there. Yes, it took me there. But I can tell you, even being at the age that I am, you know, people say, don't you grow out of dyslexia? No, you have, you get tools to work through it. Just like you get tools when you're working through your ADHD, right? You get tools when you're looking through, working through your spectrum, if you're on a spectrum, right? You gain these tools as you get older to negotiate the world around you, but it still can stubble you up. And there's things like dates and time that I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can't get that. You know, even in my intuitiveness, you know, like, um, you know, I have a past life that I remember watching the world being born or being made, right? And in that making, um, I'm trying to check in with the year. And all I'm hearing is it was thousands, millions of years before life really began. And so if you can take the last, the earliest date that we know of any organism being here, add another couple of thousand millions of years on that. Um, and and that's how long earth was made beforehand right and so with that that i don't get like you know before you know before this or after that or you know what century are we in i i don't get that timeline and then at the same time for me you know there's many times i'm walking in different dimensions so that is <laughs> 
respond to it too, right? So, you know, that's one thing that I want people to know, though, is when you do have these, I'm going to call them gifts, dyslexia, uh, spectrums, um, ADHD, you know, add in something that you have, I'm going to call it in that kind of same category, that, you know, look at how much you're listening to your gut, that you listen to this other part of you, because you we are all intuitive, but it seems like when we when you have somebody who's le- using, I guess it's the left brain. Because the right brain is very the IQ, and the and the left brain is more the EQ, right? Well, people always say, "Boy, you really use your EQ a lot." I'm very street smart. I know what I'm doing. I get where I'm going. I I problem solve. I you know things pop up to me, and and it's like, okay, I know how to negotiate that, right? But the IQ part of me, you know, I honestly, some days when my dyslexia is really triggered, I have a hard time reading third grade words because of the fact that, you know, I, I struggle. That doesn't mean that I, ha- I am less knowing. I have so many knowings. Like I right now, you know, I can tell you what I'm doing in different dimensions. I have knowings, right? But in the IQ, I I struggle. Like I know what words mean. I know how to use them. But that's where you find me using more life wording than book smart wording. Because I don't get my smarts by reading books. I don't read how the earth was made. I know it by visualizing it, by knowing it, by checking in with my past life, you know, by checking in with other who, who are living with me during those past lives, right? So I work with my tools to get the information I need, right? So going through there, like the other day I was walking down the hall and these kids were doing, you know, the scattered words. How do they spell? And, you know, it only took me how many years to get to be able to do that. When I was in school, I'd look at it and it would be like reading um, Russian. You know, those letters just didn't make any sense to me. But then now walking down the hallway, it's the adult I am. I have knowing of what some words are, what letters that might be possibly in them. And then I use my intuition and those words pop up. Just like when I do word searches, right? That I actually, I... I can probably be one of the quickest ones that I know of doing word searches because I just know how to go. But I also use my intuition to find those words, find the letters. And if not, I go back to certain skills. So I want people to know that when you have a scenario, uh, a learning ability that is different than other big people, that, you know, check into what your tools are that you have learned over time, because it is about being inspired to be you, to be inspired to be you. And that's one thing that I always knew that, you know, this dyslexic part of me, you know, the one that struggled with reading, struggled with, um, with doing my math, you know, because there is a math dyslexia too. Um, Some people don't know about that, but there is math dyslexia and there is reading dyslexia. And well, I've got both of them. (laughs) My brain is wired different and I'm grateful for my my brain being wired different because it does help me be me. So going forward and negotiating a lot of these things, I want people to know that if you can gain those tools to help you survive, gain them. 
because of the fact that, and, and I want you to know, like when you're having these scenarios, dyslexia, ADHD, a lot of those things, that you get triggered, especially early in your life, with low self-esteem. And that low self-esteem is something that we have to persevere through. But I can tell you that, you know, if you're in an abusive family, you have low self-esteem. If you have, um, if you live in a very um, uh, low income family, you may be self low self-esteem. If you live in a place where, um, you know, there's unease in the neighborhood, you will have lower self-esteem and you'll, You'll try to get better self-esteem by going outside of yourself. But where do you need to find your better self-esteem? Inside you. You can't go anywhere else besides in you to get self-esteem. It's a given. You have to take care of you. You have to negotiate you. Now, there's been times where my dyslexic self, and I treat everything like a personality, right? Um, even my emotions. Sometimes I have the emotion of, <laughs> and that, that emotion has a person, I don't call it any name besides, right? But it has a personality and, and it needs to be treated like a friend, right? So with that, that my dyslexic self, her and I, yes, it's a her, uh, go together and we step up to being who we are. Because of the fact that we are greater than dyslexia. We are greater than having ADHD. Okay? We're greater than having being on a spectrum. I don't have a lot of those things, but yet I do. Because I can tell you that me being dyslexic, my brain has learned how to distract myself, which kind of makes me ADHD, right? I didn't have it necessarily when I was younger, but the more that I'm learning to distract myself, and not do things, then I get more troubles, right? So going forward, our story is, is that, uh, is how do we negotiate way that our brains are wired and not punish our, ourselves? Because of the fact that, you know, when we're sitting in a classroom, we're sitting next to somebody who can do something and we're sitting next to somebody who can do something. You're sitting there going, and I can't. Oh no, what am I gonna do about this, right? As I put my hand on my face, you know, it's like, what can I do about this? Well, going forward is what I learned, right? Going forward, if it wasn't for my um, my friends, you know, in school, I would not have graduated. When I was in high school, I was going to take Spanish, and they said, Natasha, you don't even know English. Why would we put you in a foreign language? Right? How can I do other things besides what my brain wants to do? And that's one thing that I have learned is, is that people always push things onto people. They should buy this age, you have this much, and this, da, 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 da. And I'm telling you, no. But I, I could say, though, that being in the scenario that if it wasn't for the people trying to reteach, 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 reteach me and, and show me that I have value. And I always picture knowledge as like a bucket. You know, we start out our in our life having a bucket, 
right? And that bucket has holes. So we get information and it falls through. We get information and it falls through. And it gets information. But sometimes in a year, one of those holes plugs up, right? Well, I can tell you now at the age I'm at, I only have like a couple of holes in my bucket. But when I was five years old, when I was 10 years old, oh my gosh, was there a bottom in that bucket? No, not really. Because I was who I was. And it was hard for me to remember things. Like if somebody gave me um, uh, a step, you step one, you step two, you step three, you step four, you step five. I would remember maybe step one, four, and five. Because that's what dyslexia does to you is, is that you, you lose track of things. Like you're reading a sentence and you might leave out the word the and go the first time reading it. And then the second time you may leave out uh, Peter and he the next time you read it, right? So you can, when you're reading something, you can, your brain works on it different ways because it puts in what it thinks it wants. But that's what it is about survival, right? Survival is something that we put in what we think we want so that we can survive what we're going through. So that's why I want you to step back. If you're working on something that is a troublesome thing for you in your brain, uh, you know, or the way that you are or the way that your chemistry is or, you know, these scenarios that we all have in our lives, step back a little bit, step with it and talk with it, engage with it, show it that it matters, show it that, that it, it's been a gift. Because I can tell you, my dyslexia has made me be me, right? And that's where sometimes I have these scenarios that come up. And that's where I want to make sure that I, I make sense sometimes. Because of the fact that <laughs> when, I was, when my husband and I first met back many, many years ago, that you know, he said, Natasha, you flip your sentences around. And you actually speak something like Natashanese right? Because of the fact that I didn't speak a clear language. Now, when I'm doing these podcasts and these videos, you know, I put that part of me that knows what to do, who wants to speak up, my higher self, my Holy Spirit with me, whoever that is, the Natasha that knows what to do, you know, that's where, you know, I let them speak for me. My intuition knows whole lot more than my brain does because my brain is all juggled so you know if you've just come on i'm talking about how our brains are wired and like with me with dyslexia you know that i sometimes read third grade level you know i don't try to it's just the way that my brain is once in a while it goes down a rabbit hole and it's hard to catch it that's why I have somebody who proofs my information for me. That's why my newsletters, uh, which if you go to my website, you can sign up for my newsletters, that they're on video now because writing is such a challenge for me some days. It's a thing, right? It's a thing. And so thank you, video, because now I can at least speak a truth, right? Speak a knowing, speak a support, 
send love type of communication because that's who I am, right? I'm not limited by my, my thing, but it does take time. And I can tell you, watching these kids who struggle with reading, many of them have low self-esteem. The thing is, though, that they cover it up by other ways. They cover it up by um, being kind of maybe outlandish or are uh, more secure in one way and very insecure in another. They might actually be um, a bully because they, because they don't want anybody to know that they can't read. Many of them struggle with hearing things because a lot of people who have dyslexia or ADHD actually can hear and see things. That's a trait because we're in the left brain, that we're in the creative brain, the EQ, right? The emotional quality, right? So we, we work with that part of our brain that's willing to go, oh, oh. So when we're going forward and as we're walking forward, remember that the emotional balance of who you are is not necessarily the sad thing, right? Because we are who we are no matter what, and that uniqueness of how our brains are wired, our bodies are wired, that's what the journey of this life was about, was to create some wisdom. Because I can tell you that the lifetimes that I've been dyslexic, which my soul tends to be a little bit more dyslexic in tendency because it's made me trust that part of me that knows what to do, which is my intuition. So, as we're going forward and as we're negotiating our life, believe in who you are because it doesn't matter if you struggle with reading. It doesn't matter if you struggle with math. Be honest about it. You know how honest I've been about things in my life? Now people sometimes have honored it, sometimes they haven't. But I'm, I'm careful about who I, who I engage in depthness with right? You know, like my supervisor in my morning position that, you know, I've been honest with her about it. And yes, she's been great and not had me do certain things like the way that we have to test certain kids or assess certain kids that, um, that they, uh, that it's about the reading and it's about the, the stories and, and that kind of stuff. And it's hard for me to make sure that they're saying the right word and me stay up with them, right? So I end up doing other things. I stay in the classrooms and support. That's where she honored me. But because habit happens, I've had other people in my life that have started putting me in a box. Oh, she can't do that. Nope. I'm not going to let her do that. Nope. 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 And then finally, I'm doing the simplest jobs. I'm not a simple person, right? I am definitely not a simple person, but that person in me who likes simplicity, there's a difference, right? I'm not a simple person, but I have simplicity in me that does realize that I do have limitations. I find a way. That's the thing is I find a way. Like for me, you know, reading with a sixth grade group and some of them would tell me what the words are and I go, thank you. 
you know, because we all read differently. But I can tell you the meaning of what we're reading, right? I can tell you why we're reading this, right? And so going forward, it is about finding that balance in that emotional base of ourselves. Because our emotions are what going to keep us back more than our brains or our thing. Because our brains are going to tell us, oh, you're not smart enough. Oh, you can't do that. Oh, you don't know. I can tell you that's the way I was for a lot of my life, right? I took an F in school so I didn't have to read in front of people. The question was reading in front of people. Now, I bet you if I just had to do a speech, I might do better, right? Maybe not in school because of who I was. I was so shy and quiet. But I can tell you, though, like when I went to to um, as a Toastmasters, they were amazed all the time because I can get up and have a conversation. There would be no notes at all. Sometimes I might have like a note, you know, like, like here and then here and then here. And I'd have to write it kind of big so that I'd see it, right? Because I didn't want to read it. I wanted to just remind me. But I would have like a two to five minute conversation with people so easily. And they just, I don't know how you do it without writing something down. Because I trust that part of me that knows what to do. And that's the thing. Like any of my shows, I didn't write one thing down for today's show. But I'm trusting the path of it. And that's one thing I want people to know that when we trust that part of us that knows what to do, it actually is a gift. But the thing is we have to not acknowledge that we have a scenario. Like I knew someone who went to work in a, in a, in a job and he acknowledged that he had, dis, he had dyslexic tendencies, but he didn't admit in his job that he couldn't do certain things or, or please double check me or he didn't go through and double check his own self, right? And that's the thing is, is that even if I struggle with doing something, I trust that something's good. I'm, I double check myself. I double check myself so I can do better. Because of the fact that, you know, it is what it is. And then I ask others to check me. Because of the fact that I can't, sometimes can't see what I miss. Right? I can't see what I miss unless somebody points it out. So like there was a time when I was writing something up on the board and the principal came in and read what I had. She goes, Mrs. Venter, can I uh, fix this for you? And I said, sure. Because it was a teaching moment for the students to know that, you know, it wasn't a problem for me not to be fixed because I didn't know what I didn't know. Now I know a little bit more, so I hopefully can catch more because I've had great teachers. You know, the person who there for a while was editing my um, emails, you know, um, Kathy, you know, she taught me so much. Fellow follow. Right. How do we know it? Kind of like for me, you know, if I'm writing the word, I know it, I write, I can know. So I remember it's a connect sound. Or if I'm writing the word island. It's Island when I'm writing it. 
So I do tools to help me negotiate it. I also know, remember breaking down words with the, the prefixes, suffixes, and, and the root word, right? So I've taught enough kids enough tools to help me do better. So going forward, it's, it's a negotiation of our story. And the better we can do with that negotiation of our story, the better we are with our life. So what I'm asking you to do, you know, a lot of times it's adults that are watching this and, you know, how can we do that? But we got to remember that as we go forward, we have to leave that younger part of us that didn't know what to do, you know, bring them up to a certain point and say, guess what? Now I do. Because, you know, like Keanu Reeves, right? He's very dyslexic. Look at the movies he makes. Right? Einstein was probably on the spectrum. So how did, how did he negotiate his stuff? Did he get stopped by it? No, he kept moving. People who are um, ADHD, they find ways to negotiate their life and, and they accept many times the little bit of chaos that's around them. Because the fact that no matter what we're, we are, we are who we are and we got to appreciate our tools that we've got, you've been given. Because I can tell you that being dyslexic had, has been my greatest gift to keep me on the path of keeping my soul awake. And keeping my soul awake helps me to negotiate those worlds. Because the fact that now, you know, I didn't read about my birth. I remember my birth. I don't read about um, how a lot of the things of our past was made. I go to the source. I go to the star beings, right? I go to the ancestors we have. So I don't necessarily read my knowings. I may listen to a few things, but I can tell you a lot of times when we're watching ancient aliens on TV, guess who's telling what's happening right before they say it? That they think is what happened. Well, I have a knowing that it had a that it could have happened. Because of the fact that I trust that part of me that knows. My husband actually doesn't like watching Ancient Aliens with me because I ruined the plot. <laughs> so I have to be careful of that, right? So don't worry about who you are. You are who you are. You are made to be you. But it's time to believe in you so that you can be your shining self. And going into that new knowing of us, that's the blessing. There is the only one, and the only one is I. Just because I'm dyslexic, sometimes I read at third, three, third grade level. Sometimes because I have a hard time knowing what I'm saying. Sometimes I, you know, right before I introduce somebody, their name goes blink out of my head. So everybody who knows me good, you know, or is attached to with me, they introduce themselves a lot of times because they know that as soon as I'm going to introduce them, their name pops out of my head. No fault of mine. But that's my makeup. That's who makes me 
who I am. And I sure like who I am now. It's taken me quite a few years to get there through my, it started about in my 20s that I really started liking who I was. But, you know, when you're bullied and you really can't read until after high school, if it wasn't for Louis Lamour, he was a country writer. He loved to write Westerns. And if it wasn't for him and me being able to read through a lot of his stories, right, the, um, the Sackett series and, and a lot of those series um, that talked about, you know, people coming to America, right? That if I didn't read about the, the cowboy on the horse and being able to picture it, I wouldn't have been able to read because I would read the words that I pictured in my head so that I knew that's what those words meant. So if you are struggling with reading and you are struggling with dyslexia and you are struggling with that, read those things that you can image. I read every day. I have to read every night because it helps me know what I'm reading. Because if I don't use it, I lose it. And that's the thing about people with a mental scenario when they're really working on the EQ, not the IQ, that if you don't use it, you lose it. So if you're on the spectrum and, you, and you're not wanting to read, you're not willing to do a lot of these things, then you can lose those skills. Even you can be a genius and have a hard time reading. Right? You can be a genius and have a hard time doing math. You can be a genius and have a hard time with concepts, yet at the same time, you, if you do your own concepts, you're brilliant at it, right? So if we put people in a box, we're going to limit them. And that's what our society tries to do is keep people in boxes. We can't be in boxes. We are who we are. We're going to be who we are. And the more we can expand out of that box, the better off we are. Because I can tell you, as soon as the world kept, um, put me um, and dumped over, I, put, I dumped over that box of mine that I kept myself in, well, guess what? I've only expanded and grown and, and become my greater self ever since then. So going forward, Remember, the only one that limits us is us, our brains, our minds, our memories, our old stories, our old truths that aren't ours anymore. Do you know how many people told me I was stupid? Am I stupid? No. No, maybe I didn't know how to read um, or remember the 50 states. But I can tell you that if somebody's talking about a certain state, I know it, right? I can picture where it's at. So we cannot limit who we are by who we are. So if you're raising a, someone who is dyslexic or is ADHD, remember that you never know when this knowing is going to come. And that's the thing is, is that some people I've had teachers who said, we can't teach them fraction because they don't know plus or minus. And I said, you never know what teaching them fractions can help them learn about plus and minus. 
So with that, you, you can teach somebody through the back door with a dyslexic mind. And that's the thing about people is, is that you can't limit them. Just because they can't read doesn't mean they can't do math. Like my kid, oh my gosh, my, my, my older child, he can be an engineer because he loved doing physics and calculus at the same time. Struggled with reading. So what did his teacher have him do? Had her, him read math problems. Had him read math problems, the story problems. He did amazing on them. And guess what? He started reading better because his brain was in math mode instead of reading mode. So that reading mode helped him do better. And now he's a better reader because of it. Because that gave him the idea on how his brain can get moving forward, right? So we find a tool that makes it happen. And then it can help you be who you are. Because I can tell you, me being dyslexic has not stopped me at all. Now, there's times where, you know, I've, I've had to work on my, um, my uh, what you want to call it, um, self-esteem, I'm going to call it. You know, like somebody who is very um, um, math-orientated or a knower, you know, um, or um, someone, let's say someone who is a debate person you know, who loves to debate. And then I get in a conversation with them. I can debate with them. I may not be able to stay up with the speed that they do, but I can sure debate with them. Depends on the subject though. Because remember, I don't get my smarts by reading. I get my smarts by knowings. Those knowings, I go to the source. If I want to know how Tesla did something, I'll talk with Tesla, right? If I want to know how the earth was made, I'll sit there and talk with Mother Earth. So with that, I go to the knowings. And you can too if you trust that process. It's all in the, in the game of life, right? How do we get through this lifetime? Because I can tell you, this lifetime is so valuable. This world that we're living in right now, Holy crumadum, if we're willing to work through what we're willing to work through in the moment, it's teaching us how to have a stronger self, having a knowing of ourself, having the ability to work through something. Today, I cried about something that happened at school because I just felt the, the anguish of, the, of everybody. We had to have two classrooms cleared at the same time. And I cried for them because I felt the anguish of, that stu of the student and I felt the anguish of the teacher and the students that were having to leave the classroom because of it. And I sent love. It's okay if we are who we are. Some of us struggle a little bit more than others, but I want you to know that you are so worthy and you're so valuable. So this moment shall pass if we are here, right? This moment shall pass. And believe in you because you can only be you. You can only do what you're doing. I hope this conversation helps because I want you to know that no matter where you are in your life, you are important. 
you know what? Feeling like there's some cards that want to be. Um, I'm going to pull an oracle card. If you want an oracle card, you can. Right now, I'm going to pull an, a card. Just what the universe wants to tell us about life, right? Um, what we want to do, where we want to go. So let me do this. Okay, what do you want us to know? Because you're the ones who are talking. What do you want us to know? Okay, actually, I've been eyeing this card here. Play. Play. Isn't that a cute card? Play. Oh my gosh, look at that. Look at those faces. I love, this is a, um, a, a deck. It's called Gentle Creatures. And it is just amazing. So play. What does, they, what does the gentle creatures want us to know? So here I go. Play. Look at these happy, young, gentle creatures. They are being pulled by an adult. A butterfly keeps landing on their noses. Shrieks of laughter spread joy as they go wheeling into the meadows. Now is not the time for work or hard things. Put down your implements of work. Follow the young ones. Let them lead you the way for you. It is in this moment that you need to play. Move your body. Aim your heart for the playground you miss. Do not allow anyone to tell you that you are being irresponsible when you take the moment to sink yourself into the midst of a child. Play is as important as work. No dog, no dull task here, please. Freshen your outlook by jumping in puddles, swinging on tires, or napping under a tree. Maybe you can't get outside? Not to worry. These young ones will remind you that building a blanket fort <laughs> is ageless. I love blanket forts. <laughs> Having marshmallows and graham crackers are as tasty inside as outside. Swing your arms. Do whatever you can to open yourself up to play spirit. Playful spirit. By doing this, you will find the answer that have been evading you. They are like butterflies landing on your nose. A tickle, not a tickling nudge. You know, you know the question can be resolved. The naughty problem will unwind. Once you get out of your own way, all things get better. So let loose and frolic, my friend. Hmm. So, you know, like today, it was a serious day. It was a serious day at school and my morning job. It was a serious moment. But what did I do? I kind of came home, sat on the back porch, sat in the sun, watched the, um, watched the dog play, watched the fish swim, watched the butterflies go. 
play. I also, on Friday night, danced for about 10 hours. That was fun. So I had my home play then. <laughs> so it's time to play. Does anybody want an Oracle card? Um, I can do um, an angel deck. I can do an angel deck or I can do gentle creatures. So if you want an Oracle card, if you want an Oracle card pulled for you, I don't have to know your problem um, or your situation. Just I ask you to put the intention out. So if you would like to do this on Instagram, if you'd like that, if you're listening on Twitter, um, I cannot get um, comments. So if you would like a card pulled, can you um, go to my YouTube channel, Natasha Venter AC and um, watch on YouTube and comment there, please. Thank you. So uh, Veronica, you would like uh, gentle creatures. Thank you. So gen gentle creatures for you. Okay, and then you can speak up on any platform except for Twitter. And I, sorry about that. Okay, so Veronica, I'm going to ask you to put your intentions out there. Clear the deck. There you go. Thank you. Okay, Veronica, for Veronica's greater good, I'm asking for this love. That one jumped out. Beacon. Beacon. I think we get this one before for you. You must be circling around on a lot of the same stories. So beacon. Isn't that interesting? I love how they're standing together. And then there's the bird that comes out of the blue. And as the water, emotions are around them on the bottom. Beacon. Beacon. Get to Beacon. I think that says Beacon. It does because EA says E. So these creatures have these creatures brave the rising the rising water to make sure everyone has been alerted. They stand back to back knowing that together they can be brighter beacon than alone. Their, their patience is rewarded by one lost star starling finally finding its way home. Had they not stood there under the stormy skies, the bird might have been lost. The lesson here is that when things look dark, find friends who believe in you. Then do the work necessary to make sure all are safe. Without the sturdy feeling of each other, this trio might have given up. It is not easy to hold your ground when angry clouds loom and the water is surging. A question for you to think about here is, what must you stand up for? Who is standing with me? You can be a better beacon knowing that others have your back. Don't despair if you are feeling lost. Look for those who brighten up your path's life. Hmm, isn't that cool? Beacon. You're not alone, Veronica. Remember, you got your team, your angels, and your guides with you too. 
and things you're in the midst of it so things will look better soon believing that you're more than welcome veronica is there anybody else would like a card well i want you to know that you're a blessing and no matter what's happening in your mind your emotions your body that you'll find a way to work with it because it is a thing and that's it it is a thing my dyslexia is a thing it doesn't control me it works with me yes it has moments of control but it doesn't control me it has moments of control but it does not control me and there is a difference so remember that sometimes you have to work with it sometimes you have to have patience with it but a lot of times it works out for the better so blessed be and i hope that this conversation was a blessing for all of you because um, i know some of us are just struggling with things like this next wednesday i'll have um my good friend um susie on and she's a fellow intuitive channeler and oh my gosh i just love this woman so she'll be on my show so i will not be on instagram that's why you have not seen me on live instagram is because i've had guests on so with that that you can go to my youtube channel natasha venter ac please subscribe and follow if you like what you're seeing if you like to listen to podcasts you can look for um, life clarifications with natasha and you will find my podcasts these shows come up on those podcasts. Blessed be to you. If you want to look at anything or anything I'm doing, Natasha Benter AC, on all platforms. Blessed be to you. And please um, know that no matter where you're at, you are loved. Uh, on Monday, Regan Forston and I, um, we had a guest on. We will. Um, we're going to be talking about. What was it that we're going to be talking about on Monday? Emotion to the physical interactions in our bodies. So Monday with Regan Forston, 4 o'clock Pacific time, we're going to be talking about emotions and how they, they, they negotiate with our body. Many times our emotions sit with our body. And you can find that on the YouTube channel or Facebook or on Twitter. But I do not get quotes on Twitter or comments. So blessed be to you. Have a good night. And remember, you are loved.